Hi, this is Aaron Orlando reporting for the Revelstoke Mountaineer. On April 7th, the Revelstoke Cycling Association held their annual spring membership drive. Um, I stopped by the Powder Springs Inn to talk to some club members about uh, what they have planned for the season. It's uh, they got some pretty exciting stuff going on. Uh, first up was I spoke with Danielle Bachman, who is the downhill director, talking about uh, plans for a big trail up on Boulder Mountain this season. Danielle, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So what's happening uh, with Downhill this year? Our, our big project is a signature gravity trail that we're going to be starting from the 9-kilometer mark on Boulder. Uh, we're building a, an intermediate advanced machine-built jump trail that uh, is in response to uh, feedback we had in our 2013 survey. Uh, people looking for a, another jump trail or it's more flow, gravity style. And we uh, have the funding approved, but it hasn't been, uh, hasn't been it's not official yet, so we'll have an announcement on the funding uh, once, we, once we sign those papers. So you, did you say four and a half kilometers long? Yeah, that's what the estimated length is right now. We still have some final details to work out in the layout, but right now it's looking like it'll be over four kilometers of, uh, of jumps and flow. So if you're looking at Boulder from Revelstoke, uh, whereabouts, is that sort of lookers left, or whereabouts is that going to be? It'll be lookers left. It's actually um, uh, in the area where the more recent harvesting has happened. So we're planning the trail in a, in a newer cut block. Uh, and it was approved a couple years ago. And so we, we hope that this will alleviate any concerns folks may have about future logging and that it'll be good to go for quite a few years. And you were also telling me earlier about a connector trail. What, what's going on with that? Yeah, the Revelstoke Cycling Association has been approved um, through the CBT, Columbia Basin Trust, for some additional funding. And uh, we're planning a trail to connect um, a collection of trails that are sort of over on the west side of Boulder to bring them back to the parking lot area. Yeah, so that'll be uh, more of a sort of um, on the bluer end of black trail. So it'll be more of a, of a connector trail than an advanced downhill trail. What has the story been over the past uh, five or so years uh, with traffic, with users? What, what's it like up there in, in the summertime? Uh, we've had a lot more. We've had a lot more people coming to Boulder. Uh, a lot of magazine articles. Uh, other pros have been riding up there, so I think the word's out. Uh, we've been lucky enough to build quite a few trails in the last few years, and I'd say, you know. Five years ago, on a Saturday, you might see a handful of trucks, and now on a Saturday, you might see upwards of 20. Is that mostly visitors or locals or both? It's a bit of both, but definitely a lot of people from out of town coming from the Okanagan in the Calgary area. Daniel, thank you so much. You're welcome. Richard Britton is the cross-country director for the club. The club has a few smaller trail projects planned over in the Mount McPherson area this year. The focus is, is on downhill for the club. But he also talked about um, two really big trail plans that they have uh, in the planning stages for the next few years. Richard, thanks for talking with me. Thank you, Aaron. So what's happening this year on the cross-country scene? We've got uh, a small uh, scope this year because downhill have waited 
a number of years as we've done some larger projects out at the cross country trails we've we've uh, taken a smaller um, plan while uh, downhill do their uh, signature um, jump trail but what we got planned out at McPherson is a, a few link trails that make a lot of sense um, give us uh, give riders options to do shorter loops to get from lower areas up to higher areas so just to walk through those we've got a link plan between Ridge Walk, which is the, the high point trail that you descend down on TNT from, uh, from the end of Ridge Walk by Ole Sandberg Hut, uh, connecting into Break-A-Leg, so that gives uh, some interesting options. And then we've got a couple of links planned between Flowdown and Tantrum, which parallel each other um, along part of the way, and these, these link trails will give people options to take shorter routes and uh, to um, just mix up their, their riding a little bit. So two of those three we've got approval for already, and the third Third uh, trail where we're going to be putting approval in for so a total of about a kilometer a new build this year. So it seems like a bit of a consolidation year on the cross country side, but you do have two big maps here with uh, future pro uh, projects that look pretty interesting. Maybe let's start with this one here, Mount Karche. Uh, what is the proposal and, and where is that at this point? Sure, Aaron. So just to answer your first question, it is a bit of a, a slower year on cross-country. There's, there's uh, two th constraints that the club works to. One is money, because we, we have to apply for grants, and the second one is volunteer time, when both of those are, are limited. So uh, with Downhill um, putting forward their big project, we're, we're taking it a little lighter. I saw, on your, I saw on your newsletter you have three big volunteer days coming up pretty soon. Yeah, we do. So what we... What we find makes sense is to do uh, a bunch of volunteer days in the spring and then a bunch in the fall. Summer, people get up to different things or away on holidays, so we want to uh, get, the, get people out when they're around, and we really want to get people out because these are the members' trails and they're the community's trails, and you just get so much more ownership when you're out working on them, and it's a lot of fun. You meet other people that you're riding with, so, so uh, yeah, please come out, watch the website, and uh, keep an eye out. Yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a link up with this story uh, for the upcoming spring days. Okay, that's great. Okay. So what about Karche? Tell me what's going on. Yeah, so let me talk about those um, those projects. We laid out uh, earlier this year a, a development strategy for trails, and there were two areas that we saw made sense to to build some bigger trails in. And one was out on Karche because it uh, gets the sun early. It's kind of south facing, and um, and we wanted to turn the, the one-way trail into a loop. So uh, some excellent layout work by, by Rob Moore um, has, uh, has laid out a loop, and we put that in for approval. That's the first step, and the second step is funding, and then the third step is volunteer time to manage building. That's probably two plus three years away from getting built, but that's the next uh, big trail we, we see on the horizon. And just visually, I see uh, it, it, uh, you go up the existing trail to the lookout, and then there's a big traverse heading back towards town for, uh, sorry, I don't know the scale of that map, and then uh, heads sort of uh, back down the hill from there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about 5K more trails, so given a 7K loop, beautiful ride, short ride on the road to get your legs warmed up south of town. Um, cut in at the uh, at the trail sign and ride out to the lookout like you like you said, Aaron, and then traverse north back up to uh, 
back up to the, the creek that runs down off, uh, I believe, Kokanee, um, Kokanee Bowl, and then uh, loop back down and back to the trailhead and then back to town. And then over in the McPherson area, there's another proposed uh, trail for the coming years. It's a little bit uh, closer to town. I see the where the hydro lines come across at Downey. It sort of comes out there. Tell me about that trail. Yeah, so that will start out from the Flowdown parking lot, and uh, that trail is called Salmon Rocks, and uh, that one is approved. Um, it, it's uh, it's a big project. It's uh, about seven kilometers of trail building, so you know, seventy to a hundred thousand dollar project to get that built. It's significant, um, and it is uh, it is essentially a, a full loop. Um, riding down towards the Columbia River will offer some nice flu views, so have a bit of the same kind of views that you get off Sex on the Beach, and um, then loop back up around and back to flow down. So close to town, um, nice loop option. I think it'll be a very nice uh, trail. Probably, probably again three years away. We certainly wouldn't build Carche and uh, um, Carche Loop and Salmon Rocks in the same year. What was the idea behind the design of this one? Um, the idea was uh, we had a, a piece of land there, a piece of crown land, um, close to the network and also overlooking the river, and had some nice rock features to it that uh, would make the trail interesting. This is another Rob Moore layout, and, and he just does a great job with the trail layout. Richard, thank you very much. Thank you, Aaron. Bart Jarmula is the events coordinator. I spoke with Bart about the Tooney series uh, of races coming up this season, uh, which includes downhill, cross country, as well as uh, a couple of different kinds of uh, road races. So Bart, what's going on with races this year? Well, we're going to have hopefully uh, 15 uh, Tooney races again. Uh, still trying to finalize the DH uh, series. We're uh, hoping for a few more volunteers, but uh, the, the cross-country and road events are uh, set to start uh, April 29th with our first road event. So what happens with the road events? Where do you start and what, what's a typical race? Well, we actually have a, f a number of different uh, styles of road events. Uh, our first one's a standard road race. We start on our airport way right by the airport. Uh, two laps out and back on airport way with a few sprints uh, along the way for some time bonuses. Uh, it's a good early season, you know, not too many hills. Uh, people don't get uh, dropped too badly uh, on the flatter course. Um, that's the first road race. We also hold a crit, uh, which is a very short course going around in circles with, again, sprints. Uh, and uh, team time trial, which is actually hard, but a lot of fun. So that's a team of three, and uh, you have to ride together, kind of working as a team to try and uh, ride the course as fast as possible. What is the competitive competitiveness level for the road races? Uh, is this something someone new can come out and try, or, or what? Uh, well, we try and uh, mark this or try and uh, uh, have, uh, a, hopefully, a, a wide variety of skills. Uh, you know, the advantage of road racing is that uh, because the larger the group, the larger the pack, and, and often you can stay in the draft much longer. Um, you know, obviously there's some very fast riders at the front, um, and, uh, but we do see a wide variety of speeds. So, uh, you know, we certainly encourage anyone who's interested to come out and, and try it. For our crit, uh, we actually hold two different uh, uh, races that night, one for a slower group and one for a faster group. 
And uh, of course, the time trials or team time trial, uh, really it comes down to your teammates. You know, if you're picking teammates that are about the same speed, well, then you're going to enjoy yourself and challenge yourself uh, against the clock. Uh, it doesn't really matter. You don't need to worry about uh, the speed of the other teams because uh, in the end, it's just you against the clock. So here on the table in front of us, you have a bunch of different uh, routes picked out for cross-country races. Uh, people are voting on them. Uh, what, what, what does it look like they're preferring? <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh, surprisingly, I think people are uh, liking some of my harder courses, uh, but that might be a biased view from uh, who's been here so far. Um, I, uh, uh, these are courses that uh, we've used in the past two seasons, and uh, I like to mix it up uh, year to year, but uh, there certainly is a fair bit of uh, um, repetition. You know, some good, some courses are good courses, and they're good year after year. Um, so usually it ends up being that there's you know, two or three uh, repeats from previous years and two or three new ones. So we'll post up the schedule of the cross-country races uh, with the story. Uh, maybe um, tell me a little bit more about a typical night. How many people come out, uh, and uh, what's the scene usually like? So, uh, you know, typical night, uh, the race starts at 7. We encourage people to come a little bit earlier, 6.30ish, to uh, sign up, uh, register. Uh, you do need to, before you come to a race, have Cycling BC insurance to take part. Uh, if you go on the webpage, that explains how to get that and not just liability coverage. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, 6.30ish, people start showing up. The race uh, briefing happens 5 or 10 minutes before the start. Uh, we get all sorts of ages, uh, abilities. We've had uh, riders as young as 10 and as old as 65. Um, most of the courses uh, are two laps. Uh, and what that means is that if you really aren't interested in pushing yourself for two laps, you can do one lap. And that's a fair number of people choose to do that. We see about uh, 20 to 40 riders usually. Uh, definitely we get some really fast riders. Catherine Pendrell, a World Cup uh, champion, comes out once in a while. Uh, but we also get some riders who are, you know, recreational riders who just want to push themselves and uh, get a really hard ride in. No better way to get faster than to, to push yourself in a race. And downhill, um, what's going to be going on, for, going on for downhill racing this year? I see there's races on Boulder, and the last one looks like it's uh, up on Frisbee. Yeah, downhill actually holds races on uh, McPherson, uh, Boulder, and Frisbee. Uh, through the year, they, uh, they, there's a bit of a progression in terms of the difficulty. Uh, the McPherson one is a chainless uh, race on TNT, so uh, no one, it's, uh, no one uh, has a chain on their bike. So it forces you to maintain speed and uh, avoid braking too much if you want to win. And they build up at, all the way to the uh, Ultimate Frisbee Trail, which is their hardest uh, downhill race. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the downhill races are still tentative. Uh, we're looking for, for more volunteers to help with the timing. So certainly if anyone is interested, uh, uh, the downhill uh, committee was, would be happy to hear from them. Um, the uh, uh, races are classic downhill races where you shuttle or ride up to the top and your time starts when you uh, break the gate at the top and, uh, or, and stops when you break the gate at the bottom. You, you mentioned that Catherine Pendrell's been out to some races. Um, what's changed over the past five years in terms of both visiting riders and uh, local riders for the race nights? Is, is the scene growing? Uh, are you seeing different kinds of people? Uh, what's, it, what's it like? You know, year to year, uh, there's definitely a, a, a new mix of riders. Uh, every year I, I see um, 
new uh, residents of Revelstoke who have moved here because they love mountain biking and they come out for the Tooney races. So definitely, I think the word is out that this is a great place in the summer to ride. And I think that's, that is uh, driving some of the, the, the move of these new residents uh, to Revelstoke. Uh, we're also seeing uh, people who just spend the summer here ride. Last year, uh, we had a uh, Australian pro who uh, spent a month and a half here riding uh, in the middle of his season training. And uh, he came here because he had friends here, but he'd heard the riding was really good. So the word is out, uh, not just in Canada, but around the world, that this is a place to come and, come and ride. You mentioned the downhill um, races are still looking for some volunteers. Are there other opportunities to help with cross-country as well as on the street racing? And uh, how do you do that? For sure. Uh, every race series uh, would not happen without volunteers. Uh, and that includes uh, course setup, timing, uh, registration. Uh, if you're interested, uh, easiest way is to email uh, the cycling club at revybiker at gmail.com. And uh, that email gets checked regularly, and you'll get forwarded to the person who's uh, most likely to be able to help you out. Bart, thanks a lot, and good luck with the series. Thank you very much.